Hello and welcome to Power Band Podcast. Uh, we are season three and this is a bit of a bonus episode. Uh, catching up with uh, the man, formerly the man in charge of Ride Forever, but he's got a bit of an extension to his job description nowadays. We caught up with him. It is Dave Kilty. Thank you very much for taking the time on a Sunday afternoon to join me. Uh, not a problem. Good to see you. Good to see you face to face this time as well. Of course, last time we were talking, it was uh, Shining Side Up. Uh, and now uh, talk us through your, I guess, this a bit of a promotion. Um, my job title at the moment, uh, Injury Prevention Lead. Um, I've just recently been uh, offered this role and it's to look after road safety for ACC across the board. Um, previous to that, since 2012, I was the manager of the Ride Forever program. Um, so I've instigated everything from the uh, inception of the, the coaching program right through to all of the online videos that we do and now of course the, the, the cashback. The cashback which was a big announcement about a week ago. Uh, about two weeks ago I saw a notice come out on social media that you wanted some, some people with bikes to, to, to join you and, and the minister for the announcement but we didn't know what the announcement was. We do now. Uh, if you haven't heard about this, you've probably been living under a rock, but Dave, can you talk us through what was the big announcement? Sure. The the big announcement uh, was, was really, it was all about uh, a, a pullback from the, the levy consultation last year, um, where ACC asked if riders should be compensated for uh, taking on skills training. Um, so what we've done is, is we've listened to that and we've said, okay, well, uh, let's see what we can do about it. Um, we've been beavering away since then. I think it was what September last year um, that came out, and uh, and figuring out exactly how we could we could we could uh, make that happen for everybody. So um, what we did was we got together. We we had a look at at our stats. Um, we know, for example, that uh, looking at the at the. Um, the Ride Forever program, for example, we can see that the the, the learner and restricted riders they're using the program to get through um, the driving license or the, the motorcycle license stages, class six. Um, but what we're also aware of is that we don't have that many uh, experienced riders. So those over 10 years on, on their license, um, they're not engaging with the program as well as the younger riders. And you can really start to tell now who is and who isn't when you're out there on the road. It's great to see. Um, so we were allowed by the board um, to, to, to investigate how we might incentivize those riders to get on to get onto the training program, um, and that's where this little little uh, idea came from. We had a look and we said, okay, well, so the first the first iteration of that went out. Well, I think it was October, um, and we said, okay, we need experienced riders who aren't engaging. So ten years on your license, um, do a couple of courses, uh, come in and get your your hundred dollars back on your cash back across two years, so it's $200 in fact that you get back. <coughs> there was a bit of pushback on that um, obviously through consultation and, and the feedback was that 10 years was far too long. Um, so we uh, we got a bunch of riders in, um, we invited Bronze, we invited IAM, we invited Ulysses and we invited our, our Wellington riders and a whole lot of other um, riding groups to come in and give us their opinion and during that time we had everything from everybody should be given um, the incentive through to you know a lot of people actually understanding why we were sticking at the 10 years um, but the general consensus was that it, it was too long so we've managed to reduce that down and we had a look and, and decided that the the five years was about the right sort of end and that was with consultation with all these all these riders who's, who we discussed the ins and outs and pros and cons of doing different things different ways <coughs> and so we've landed on the five years so the 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 launch was was um, was it was our, our, our 
hopefully was was to you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for was to uh, to go out and, and celebrate the fact that you know ACC are getting behind the riders and offering them a, an incentive to come on board and, and hopefully make themselves safer. Um, so we uh, we arranged for the minister to come down and 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 do that launch. Um, that went out obviously uh, on the 1st of July, everything in place and, and away we went. It was great to see um, Mr. Hanare get behind that. Um, Dame Paula Rebstock was there from ACC's board, um, plus uh, a couple of others, the, the, the head of IP um, was, was also there. So there was plenty of people on board to show the riders that actually, you know, ACC isn't always the ogre that we sometimes hear them being painted out to be. Um, and we're actually trying to do something to make a difference. So, for example, you know the the the, the, the courses themselves they're they're provided um, by p coaches that we've hand selected. You know they've gone through a big process to get to where they are, um, and, and we've selected we believe we've selected the best coaches in in the country to help us deliver the program, and they get two hundred and forty nine dollars per person that goes through the course. You're allowed a maximum of six, and uh, and they do a minimum of two. The minimum of two is so that we don't get courses cancelled all the time so if there's two people they've got to go and do it but quite often they'll do one-on-one -on -one as well so it's not the end of the world you can do two courses per year and that for me when I look at that you go okay well that's five hundred dollars so ACC are automatically investing directly back into the motorcyclist safety and allowing you to claim back your registration fee at the end of the day the incentive um, is particularly because what we're trying to also do is bring in a high-risk um, group of riders who aren't currently engaging in Ride Forever training. Um, so the $100 is designed to do that. Um, we're focusing on that particular group at the moment because what we've got here is a pilot. It's a two-year pilot. Um, and, and what we've got to do is we've got to prove the value to ACC. So if this pilot works, then we go and talk to ACC about how do we make this business as usual? Yeah. Uh, what else can we add to this? Can we open the doors wider? Can we look at having two years on your license? Can we look at having, you know, every rider who takes part in the program gets gets registration back? But for the moment, what we've got to do is we've got to say, okay, well, you know, we've only got so much budget, and we need to prove value to to ACC. Um, what's the best way for us to do that? You know, and if we know that we've got a cohort of riders that aren't taking part, but but have high cost, high risk, then you know it makes sense for us really to try and to try and focus on that end to prove that if we offer an incentive, that we're going to bring riders on board. If it works for those guys, then hopefully it works for everybody else. And that's the concept of where we're going. Um, so the reason we want two years, uh, two uh, courses to be taking place is because really we want people to to continue training and to take refresher training and to keep on improving their skills. And at the end of the day. That first hundred dollars um, for the for the year that we're getting a lot of feedback saying, no, oh, you know, you're only going to get your, your money back. What's the point? Um, you're not getting your money back because ACC already funding the the courses. Um, you're getting an extra hundred dollars back off your cash off, off your regular that you wouldn't normally get. Um, so you know you can you can say it's a a good thing and hopefully get on board. You can say it's a bad thing and not get on board. Um, it's like coaching and ride forever coaching itself. It's voluntary. Nobody's making you do anything.
you know, what we're saying is we have an opportunity, come along. Brilliant. I see where you're coming from on most of those points. Now, there's, uh, what's the overall feeling since the announcement been? Are we talking um, more positive than negative, more negative than positive? Has been certain uh, demographics that have been against it more than others? What's the story there? Sure. I think uh, I think overall, if if I look at it across the board, overall we've had a really positive return. Okay. Um, obviously, on social media, um, if you read the social media post, um, and it depends on which one you read, to be honest, um, we've got some pushback, and it's generally from those who don't meet the criteria. Um, so if you haven't held your license for more than five years, of course everybody wants to, to, to get the cash back. Um, so if you haven't held your, your license for more than five years, you feel a little bit aggrieved there. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's, a, it's about us at the moment. It's a two-year pilot. It's about us trying to prove you know, that we can make a difference to the crash debts. You know, if we've got a 27% a return, um, you know, those who take part in Ride, Ride Forever Coaching are less likely to turn up on our crash stats um, than those who, who haven't taken part. Um, then it makes sense for us to try and push that into a, the, the more difficult to reach riders to try and bring them on board. Now, obviously, Rego for riding bikes is not cheap. And, and we'll, we might touch on that, uh, on the reason for that uh, a little bit later on. But since the introduction of the Ride Forever courses... Are they paying for themselves? We've, we, are we are we are we in the green here? Um, we're we're in the green. Yeah, we we have a like I said, twenty seven percent less likely chance of turning up on the crash stats. Um, that's going to take a little while for us to to get into the green, as we say, because at the end of the day, um, last year motorcycle crashes cost ACC one hundred and twenty nine million dollars. So that's to, to cover the cost of all crashes that that are being funded during that year. So there may still be some last year that we're that we're still funding. So that includes all of that. So lifetime costs. So to get 129 million dollars out of this is going to be pretty tough going. I don't think that's a tough ask for anything. Um, but put it into context, you know, we have a lot of pushback on on social media about who's responsible and who's at fault. Um, ACC don't work at fault for, on fault. So you know. If it's it basically, it's quite simple. If you crash on a motorcycle on the road, then it's a motorcycle st- it's a statistic. Now, clarifying that, uh, dirt bikes don't count in these statistics, right? I, I'm happy to clarify that. Dirt bikes do not count on the statistics unless. So there's a couple of things. Dirt bikes don't count. They get paid for from the recreational account, the earners account, the the, the fund that you pay to your PAYE. So everybody puts money into that and they get fund from recreational account. However, if you ride your bike illegally on the road to get to the area that you want to play in and you crash while you're going there on the road, then that's a motorcycle on the road and it's a crash and it's involved in the stats if you put your your dirt bike on the back of a trailer or on your ute and you ride to where you want to go and you unload it you're not going to crash on the road it's not going to be encountered in our stats so it's that simple it's a situational issue farm bikes is the other one that we get farm bikes and quads are included yet no they're not um, they're paid for from the earners account from the farmer pays his levies and all of their crashes get paid for from there and again unless it happens on the road so a farmer's allowed to go from paddock to paddock and he may need to cross the road or go up the road 100 metres or whatever to get to the next paddock. He's legally entitled to do that. However, if a truck or something comes around a corner and, and there's a big crash, um, then that was a crash that happened on the road, so it comes into our account. So it's very, very simple in that regard. You know, 99% of all crashes um, are road-based crashes and they happen on a motorbike on or on the road the ones that that are outside of that the dirt bike rider who's riding up to the to the to the um, 
to the fire breaks or the farmer crossing from paddock to paddock you know that's un- unfortunately you know that's that's where they get included because I see on the internet a lot of rebuttals, a lot of complaints, a lot of people moaning that uh, some of the crash statistics are motocross track, motorbikes, doing big jumps, come off, break their leg. Let's just put that to bed right now. That is not included in these stats. No, not at all. Thanks for clarifying that for us. No problem. That's, it's been one that goes around the, 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 the clock and it'll, it'll come back, you know, constantly. So it's something, that, a question that we get asked, you know, quite often, um, what happens with farm bikes, what happens with recreational bikes? And, and it just, you know, it is what it is. Um, MOT bring out every year a, a, new, uh, a, a new file on on motorcycle crashes and you can look it up on Google yourself you can type into Google MOT crash facts and it'll bring you up to a PDF of what's going on uh, in New Zealand for uh, motorcycle crashes and that'll tell you everything that really or most of the questions that we get asked it's all in there so you, you can see what's going on so where people crash is always a really interesting one so what's the big deal um, who's at fault so rural crashes yeah there's our big problem going fast on an open road, on a big bike, uh, you get it wrong in a corner, which by the way is motorcycle's biggest crash risk, is getting it wrong in a corner in a rural environment. Well if that happens you're either on the other side of the road and head on into another vehicle, or you're off the side, you know, heading into a farmer's fence or a tree or some other removable object, and it's never going to end well. You know, we, we don't have a cage around us like a car, we don't have airbags, you know, so one thing we've got to do is, is take every advantage, you know, dress for the dress appropriately, you know, buy some decent gear and make sure that you're looking after yourself. Dress for the slide, not the ride. It's a, you know, it makes sense. You know, no skin under the chin. You know, have a look at, at some of the people that we've we've brought to you. Uh, you know, to, to share their experience and knowledge. The likes of Brittany Morrow, um, Andrew Stroud will tell you all about what it's like to, to crash a bike. You know, there's 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 lots of people out there that we're trying to trying to um, bring forward that can share their experience and their knowledge. It's then it's not just about us saying, hey, this is the way to go. You know, we've got the right people that, that are out there supporting us and, 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 you know, if these guys are behind us, their knowledge and experience from the years, you know, you can basically say it, you can hang your hat on it, really. You guys at ACC, it's not like ACC sitting in uh, an ivory tower and completely out of touch with the motorcyclist, right? I mean, you yourself, you ride a motorbike. Yep, I've been riding a bike since I was 14 years old. Um, one of the things that I did um, when I first started, I think one of the, one of the things that I thought was missing um, was the, the engagement side. So, you know, motorcyclists have always been able to, to shout and hear themselves in, 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 the, in the news or, you know, but they didn't have anybody to actually engage with and answer their questions directly. And that's why when we set up the Facebook page, I stood up and said, right, we'll do some videos and we'll ask some questions. And so you can see on our Facebook page, you know, there's little old me trying to stand up and, 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 and show everybody what, the, what, what I know and what, ac- what, what, what stats I do have access to and share those. I'm at all the events, so if you want to know something, you come over and ask. You know, that's the whole point of me standing up and, and being the face behind what we're doing. You know, it, it was to try and break down those barriers. And, and over the years, it really has helped. You know, I think it's great. You know, it's odd being recognised, um, you know, out there when I'm, when I'm just doing nothing. Um, but it's great that somebody can come up to me and ask me a question that that's been bothering them for years, what they've heard in across the barbecue table and never quite sure about, you know, all that sort of stuff is, is actually, it's been really positive. 
Brilliant. So uh, we're talking the big announcement that was made about a week ago, if you're listening to this when this podcast comes out. It was uh, to be eligible. Or it was that you basically you could get up to 200 bucks back on your rego, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you, you, you come along, you meet the criteria, which is, you know, five years holding a full license. Um, you do two courses, uh, one silver and one gold or two gold courses will also qualify. We also said, you know, we recognise that some people have, have already been, been on the courses. So if you've done courses with us previously, before 1st of July when we, uh, when we launched the cashback, um, we would take one of those courses into account. So in fact, all you need to now do is, after the 1st of July, take one course, um, gold or silver, um, hold your licence for five years, hold the current registration, take a photograph of it and send it to us, and we'll transfer $100 into your bank account. Next year on the anniversary, you'll get an email which will remind you that you're now eligible to do your second application. You take a photograph of your new registration and send it back when we send another $100 into your account. The one thing that actually that, that seems to be causing a bit of confusion is, the, uh, is that you don't have to have a year's so an annual license label. Oh, so I don't have to register my bike for a year to be eligible? No, you just need to have a current registration when you take the photograph. So you've take, you've gone onto the course, you might register your bike every three months because at the end of the day, you might not be able to, to, to afford a year's rego. So you register your, your, your bike regularly. I'm happy that you, uh, as long as you've got a current registration, that, that goes into the, into the mix. So it's not a problem at all. I had an argument with a guy on, on a Facebook page recently, and arguing with somebody on the internet, as we all know, is like arguing with yourself in the mirror. In fact, you probably get more gain more ground if you argue with yourself in the mirror. But the guy I had the argument with on the internet uh, was moaning because it was a uh, five hundred bucks to register his bike for a year. It was uh, fifty bucks to do the Ride Forever course, which we've already covered is you know three hundred bucks worth of value basically. Uh, but fifty dollars to do the course, two years, so it's a hundred bucks. He's got to outlay to get two hundred back. Uh, some of these out- outlets, though, some of these facilitators, they do courses cheaper than fifty dollars sometimes, don't they? Absolutely. In fact, we've got a local one here, Two Bull Bikers, um, that are offering courses free right now. Um, so you register now. I think it's in July and August. I'll have to check with with Ross about that. Uh, but I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, all these all the courses are free. That's the same up in uh, up in Auckland. I think Pro Rider uh, and and who's the other one up there? They're doing it. Rider Skills, I believe, are doing it. Um, so yep, you can access courses for free all over the place. The other thing to do is check with your local council um, because often local councils are on board and doing uh, campaigns and offering support. So there's always uh, always opportunities to get you get your courses for free. Um, but the other thing to remember is is that you know insurance companies are on board and helping us out as well to incentivise the program. So we've got the likes of Swan and Star who will offer um, free or oh, sorry a nil excess within 12 months. So if you've taken a Ride Forever course and you have a crash within 12 months of that, you get nil basic excess. So all you're doing is proving that that you've taken the course and there's $250 minimum, I think, that you're saving um, because you've done a Ride Forever course. And many of them will give you your money back. Ulysses give you your money back. Your clubs give you your money back. There's all sorts of ways for you to actually, you know, pay nothing for these courses or, or very much part fee. But even then, the, the major cost, $20 for bronze, $50 for silver and gold. Um, you know, that's not an ACC cost. That's an administration cost that the providers or the coaches, companies, 
um, fund, uh, make you pay. And the reason for that is because at the end of the day, they need admin. They need there's a lot of back 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 office work um, that goes into this. Um, so you know, ACC funds funds the program two hundred and fifty dollars per person. Uh, like I said, two two uh, courses a year. There's five hundred bucks. There's your there's your registration back. That's directly ACC directly um, giving you. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's directly investing in your safety, and then and then you know the cashbacks, the the the, the, the cherry on top at the moment, where we're trying to in, encourage riders that aren't currently engaging well with the program, get them on board that means that we get it even more in the interest of um of being completely open and honest i'm actually a, a quite a strong advocate for the work that you have done dave and, and and ride forever i mean i've done a silver course i'm booked in for a gold course later this month uh and i'm really enjoying it and i'm an advocate for this even though i'm not eligible for that hundred dollars back this year or even next year because uh, i've only had my fall for a year I just wanted to, if we can, uh, have a look at some of these uh, comments on social media and see if we can get an answer for it. We we'll probably won't keep uh, using any names, but one thing some people are saying is, why give the $100 cash back? Why not just make registration cheaper? I mean, we kind of have answered this a little bit, but why is registration so expensive for motorcycles? The reason we can't make um, make the registration cheaper at the moment is because, quite simply, the Act doesn't allow it. So I can't give you, the way the, the Act is currently written, I can't give you money back uh, to make your registration cheaper. It gets, it gets paid through the NZTA. We're not a collection, as you see themselves, aren't a collection agent. So in order for us to make um, the, the rego cheaper, we would have to do a whole lot of work through the NZTA's collection processes in order for them all to understand and make sure that that happens. And that's gonna cost us millions of dollars because there's so many collection agencies that NZTAs work with and the coaching and the training and the recommendations and all the paperwork and everything that goes with that would be cost, it just, this cost would be astronomical. So at the moment we can't do it and the Act doesn't allow us to do it. The reason it's so expensive, like so we touched on it a little while ago, you know, just lightly though, $129 million cost to ACC um, to, to look after injury claims, um, motorcycle specific last year. <coughs> there's not a lot of motorcyclists actually on the road. It's a, it, there's, there's about 130, I might have this slightly wrong, about 131,000 um, motorcycles um, registered for use in New Zealand. That's not, that's not rego, that's registered for use. Um, so they might be in a shop at the moment waiting to be sold. They might be in somebody's garage being uh, being fixed up and on on hold. You know, there's there's, but they're registered for use. There's roughly at any given time about a about eighty six to ninety four thousand motorcycles actively on the road at any one time. Varies between about one hundred and twenty and ninety and ninety six thousand, eighty six thousand on the road at any one time, depending on the weather. So at the moment we we're, we're probably at the, at the low. Directly collecting from those those um, registrations of, of bikes that are active on the road, ACC gets roughly about $34 million. So we've got a $129 million problem. Directly funded from the motorcycle registration is about $34 million. The balance of that, and you can work that out, that's quite a chunk of cash. So the balance of that is funded from other road user contributions. So when a car goes in and, and funds and, and pays his rego, part of that fund is going to pay for the balance of the motorcycle registration. 
because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Well, a car having a fender bender is going to be probably no cost to ACC, where a motorcycle having a fender bender is a high chance of breaking a bone, right? Absolutely. I think that, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think the average cost of a of a car claim is around about three thousand eight hundred. Not a hundred percent sure on that. I could verify it, but not a hundred percent. Whereas the motorcycle um, average cost is twelve and a half thousand dollars. There's seven and a half thousand. Um, claims that ACC manage every year, about four and a half thousand of those are new every year. Um, so when you consider how much the difference that is and how few bike crashes there are compared to car crashes, you can start to understand the severity of those injuries. You know, we're not talking about little scratches and scrapes, we're talking about, you know, major trauma a lot of times. Uh, and that's why the cost is so high. So this is paying for not just the the cast around the arm that gets broken, but the the rehabilitation, the the surgeon's costs, and everything like that. Absolutely, and that that's also the cost of you know, God forbid that you, it doesn't happen, but if somebody gets put into a wheelchair, it's the cost of their 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 lifestyle, you know, the changes that are required to their housing, to their to their vehicles to get them around. It's everything. It's the whole wraparound cost of of supporting somebody through the lifetime of an injury. And that's what ACC do. You know, at the end of the day, um, it is it is a high cost. But if you're injured in, at, at all, you know, I, I don't think that you'd ever worry about paying the $500 when you consider how much you get in return. You know, it's a huge investment for the, that you that you get back. Looking at any other country, you know, I was used to. I'm from the UK, and and when I was in the UK, you know, a, a crash in the UK, um, you're you're insured and you go through insurance companies. The insurance companies look after your your motorbike, and then you need to get a lawyer to sue somebody to claim back the injury part. Um, while you're doing that, you have no income, so nobody's paying you. You have a sickness benefit. I think it's works out to about thirty-four pounds, um, and that's it. So if you're self-employed, you're you've gone from having a, a really nice self-employed earning down to nothing. You've still got groceries. You've still got your mortgage. You've still got your lifestyle to pay, and and it just doesn't equate you know and you end people end up losing houses and losing their jobs and change, all sorts of things go on um, whereas here ACC step in after seven days you get 80% of your wages um, you can live you don't have to worry you know things are just paid for which you don't even realize you know basically as soon as you've had that crash and you make the call as soon as the ambulance starts on, starts on its way out um, ACC are already picking up the bill so it's the cost that's that you don't see that, that add up to that $129 million, which, which ACC funds. Right, well, I won't uh, hold you up uh, too much longer. Thank you very much for taking the time, as I said, on a Sunday to, to, to pop around to my house to do a house call. Uh, it's not very often you get the head of Ride Forever um, in, your, in your garage. Who are we speaking to here? We've talked about the criteria. You've got to have your licence for five years. Uh, you've got to uh, have a registration on your bike and do two Ride Forever courses. Is there one demographic over any other that is that is under underpopulated in the the Ride Forever kind of system. Who are we? Who are we trying to get to do these courses? Um, we're trying to get those who have who have been around for a little while, who think they they don't need training because they've been around. You know, they're still here, um, so they must be doing something right. Um, there's a lot of those that are on the fence, who you know don't know whether to do training or not. Is it really for me? Um, so they're the, they're the ones that we want to pull in quickly, and it says you know they're they're the ones that'll that'll talk to their friends and, and engage their friends to come along and have a try because actually it wasn't as bad as we thought it was um, there's there's 
these guys are the ones that we want. Word, word of mouth is what's going to make the difference, and we already know that from looking at, at how our, our stats have been built up. So if I can, you know, get even the 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 the, the person who's the who's the the most anti what I do. If I get you on on the course, you'll understand what it is that we're trying to do. We're not trying to tell you that you can't ride because that's not what it is. It's not go you go to a course and get told that everything you're doing is wrong, right? Absolutely not. It's got nothing to do with saying you can't ride. What it has got to do with is is finding out where we can finesse, um, where we can remind you that you know things things have changed. You know the bike that you're riding now, um, which has got you know. ABS and in fact a lot of them have got corner and ABS and all, and all sorts of things that are, that are do you actually know how to work that do you know how what it what it feels like when you put your brakes on in, in those conditions because if you don't um, what's your expectation when you know the, the stuff does hit the fan you know because at that point you're, you're in panic mode um, the amount of times that you hear that you know somebody with with without ABS can outbreak somebody that does I think you know probably they can or you know maybe they can on a closed circuit um, where you know something's going to happen and you're reacting to somebody putting their hand up or a particular position you've got a chance but in the real world where you're doing your normal riding um, and just something happens yeah, you've got no hope whatsoever and I think the best thing that we think of you know these are this this sort of conf, com, uh, this this sort of, 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 of conversation comes from riders who have been around for a while from my perspective if i was a learner or if i was fairly new in the game you know give me abs anytime over the confidence that i have that i can actually stop the bike you know abs is something that will make a difference so you know if you're buying a new bike or you're having a look you know make sure that it's got the best thing the best thing to keep you safe you know abs traction control do everything you can make sure you're geared up wear the right gear all the time Dave Kilty from ACC, uh, Head of Ride Forever, and sorry, your new t title was again... Injury Prevention Lead on the uh, road portfolio. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, when's your next ACC Ride Forever course? Mine personally? I haven't booked it in yet, but I'm going to need to because it's the only way that I'll get the 100 bucks back. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us this afternoon. This is Powerband Podcast Season 3, uh, a bonus episode following the big announcement from Ride Forever uh, a week or so ago. Uh, remember to hit that subscribe button, hit the share button and share this with any riding buddies of yours because uh, it is big news and we want to clear it up and get as much, uh, as much awareness about the Ride Forever courses and this new uh, cashback pilot as possible. If you've got any questions, hit up that uh, that, that uh, comment section and uh, we will uh, put them to Dave as, uh, as they pop up as well. Uh, right, well, keep the rubber side down and we will catch you uh, possibly next week. Cheers.